From his Central Texas Command Center, deep behind enemy lines, the information war continues. It's Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. All right, for the next hour, Alan Watt joins us. Then we got Gary Franchi popping in in the next hour, as well as Ralph Nader. And then Larry Pratt of Gun Owners of America to talk about record gun sales. The all-time record in the last week uh, since the election of Barack H. Obama. I want to talk about the banker takeover, how they're openly setting up world government. I want to get into the staged election and how uh, he's using subliminals, NLP. Uh, A lot of people are picking up on it right now. Uh, How uh, they're fooling the public with their man, Barack Obama. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I want to get more into TV and the subliminals there and just how dangerous it is to watch television and to not be aware of what's happening. Uh, he's uh, got the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and he is uh, also a radio talk show host in his own right. Alan Watt, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, Alex. Uh, what do you want to tackle first, the economy, uh, the new Bretton Woods, uh, I mean, the birth of the world government finally really happening. I mean, they've always had great control, but now total control, or should we get into the staged election first? What do you want to get into first? I, I think really... Uh, all the elections are staged. We we know that when you go down through your histories, and you find in every country, every country in the Western world, uh, since before World War II, in fact, you, you go through this farce of election. But what you do find when you go into history is that the, there is an agenda, there is a mandate to bring in a new system, and regardless of the party that seems to get in, the agenda roller coasts forward. It never slows down. Uh, when one party gets in, they never throw out the laws from the previous party. They stay on the books. And so it's a continuation. This is exactly what you find the founding fathers talked about. Jefferson talked about it. He said, when you see uh, the same agenda going on between the changes of houses, he meant the, the, the Congress parties, he says, then you know you're under tyranny. And you see, we are under tyranny. This whole financial bubble is, is all planned. It's a big business plan with steps and stages all written out long in advance and gone over by think tanks to see all the repercussions. Uh, just like a chess game uh, that they've gone through before they even move the first piece. They know every, every part of, of the introduction of the steps and how the public will react. So we are being trained to react the way they planned us to react. The new Bretton Woods system uh, is time now to bring it in. We find that John Maynard Keynes, who brought in the, the Bretton Woods system, the top, really top eugenicist uh, in his field and an, an economist, they're always tied together, economics and eugenics. Uh, he said this is only one part of the system. The next part of the system will be introduce a world of service where every individual is responsible to government and the government will be in, literally in your bank account, deciding what you earn, what you spend, what you buy, if you can even buy it, etc., etc. This is the next step they're going into now with the new agreement, and uh, it ties together with uh, what Karl Marx talked about, which was the three massive trading blocks of the world under a world government, and the United Nations now is being brought up to its full strength through the IMF, International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, etc., to take over the roles that they were actually designed to do in the first place. So we're going under total 
um, cradle to grave uh, socialism where you have a planned life from, from, from birth to, to death. That's what's coming in uh, step by step by step. This is a hundred years war, they have said, at the beginning of 9-11, 2001, and by the end of the, the, the hundred years war, they hope to have their brave new world in where literally you'll have a, a, new, a new species of humans at the end of the hundred years who will serve the small dominant minority. And by the way, every time we, we raise that, people make fun of us. That's BBC, AP, Reuters headlines. The elites, the anthropologists, the biologists are saying that, that they're going to engineer us with drugs and education and breeding and sterilization to yes, be yes. a, quote, goblin-like, that's a quote on the BBC by the uh, eugenicist, goblin-like creatures, and then they'll be these, uh, you know, ethereal angel-like creatures. And you talked about social engineering. Notice they're saying in England, we're going to ban cheap alcohol. Well, that means they can ban any, any type of cheap food, too. Uh, you know, we're not going to address why people are falling apart and being such drunks. We're going to just try to, uh, you know, tax people. Or in England, we're not going to let roadside shacks sell things that we say are unhealthy, like hot dogs. We're going to say what you can serve. I mean, think about how that sets a precedent for total control. The same thing now coming in here. So that's what the national ID cards are all about, is tracking what we do, regulating they go, first it starts out with genetic screening. Now they're saying, well, we're going to make you have genetic screening, and then we're going to say whether you can have a child or not. I mean, it's all they're really pulling the stops out right now. Yes, they are. It's total tyranny uh, from every possible angle, even in here in Canada, which is no doubt the same across the, the British Empire, as you still call it, the, the Commonwealth. Uh, they're bringing out laws to allow police to come into any home they want on any suspicion that there's any chemical containing uh, ether, like starting fluid for your car and so on. In other words, they're giving themselves carte blanche to get into anyone's house under any pretext. So you, you are looking at uh, a system where you will have no peace and privacy and you'll be trained to accept that as a normal. And so when your neighbors get raided or you get raided, um, no, there's no big deal about it. It'll be, become a, a normal part. And of by the living. way, the British government admits everyone I know, including myself, who's been to England or who is a citizen there, a subject, the cops just randomly walk up and ask, where are you going, what are you doing? I'm going to put you in a database now. And they're rude to you by design to prepare the general public to interface with them. Yes. That's right. It's all training. Everything really is to train the public. And we have what we've had 30 years or 40 years of sci-fi movies getting us ready uh, sub subconsciously for this present system that's coming in now. And, and it's no big deal because we're familiar with the idea of a totalitarian system where the masses live in hovels and rubble and you have this massive army well-equipped that just go in like uh, the Star Wars uh, uh, goons. And this is how we've been programmed to accept this. There's no outcry from the public because they, you can train. It is true. Uh, you see, behavioral psychology and mass psychology has been so well studied and introduced and used. And this falls in line with what Bertrand Russell and others, big players in their day, talked about. They said that the, the public will come to conclusions and never know how they arrived at those conclusions. It'll be by osmosis. And then they value the propaganda they're regurgitating as if it was their own. They hold on to the lies. I mean, I have people email me saying, you're making up FEMA camps, you're making up Barack Obama wanting national service. 
uh, you're lying about, I mean, and, and I'm like, but here's the information. They just go, we don't care. You're a liar. We choose to believe you're a liar. Can you speak to national service and how that ties in? National service, um, in fact, uh, Obama had it up on his own website, the speech he gave, I think, in Vermont, uh, that he was going to make a call for basically national service. Uh, he's since removed that from the site, but I have the PDF here. And uh, so I think in January that's what you're going to hear is this call for... You see, they want to militarize the whole of society, and to do so, to get... Once you... you they've found this in totalitarian regimes like the Soviet system, like the Nazi system. You must get the youth involved, so they will grow up thinking that wearing a uniform uh, is quite natural, and serving the system is quite natural, and that the heavy indoctrination they'll have through the schooling system will augment that, and they'll never break free and... and from the outside as to what's actually happening. This is an old technique, and they must militarize the system for their 100 years' war. And by the way, Obama's announced it. He's written about it. So is his chief of staff. He's given speeches. It was on change.gov. Then he takes it down, says it's all lies, none of it's true. His followers then agree because they're not ready to launch it yet. Then in a few months, he'll openly launch it. And then there'll be no discussion about how they lied and said they weren't launching it. There was no discussion at all. And you'll notice, too, what's very interesting is that in Obama's speeches, he, he never pins anything down into a concrete fact. It's all emotive terminology he uses, which is standard in politics, but he has good scriptwriters. But he does mention certain phrases, catchphrases like world citizenship in his speeches. So here is a president of a country, a national country, talking about global citizenship. And the average person hears this and doesn't really ask, what does he mean by global citizenship? Well, this is the term used by the Rockefeller Foundation that's right behind Obama. And Rockefeller himself has been giving out world citizenship awards to all the big players for the great work for the last 50-odd years. And he keeps saying, you've got to sacrifice. You're going to have yeah. to give. This is going to hurt. And the revolution is giving everything to the government, being a slave, but then chanting, yes, we can, feeling powerful. That's exactly right. Uh, it's a world of service. And this goes back through, through the World Citizenship Society into the Royal Institute of International Affairs and Council on Foreign Relations, who have drafted up the amalgamation for the Americas. They admitted they were the ones behind the drafting up for the amalgamation of Europe. These are private organizations who take their orders from the Queen of England and the nobility of Europe. And this is their age-old dream, to bring in world citizenship, but not a happy little land where we all play and buy and so on, but, but a, a, an organized society where literally you will not be born unless they have a function for you to fulfill, to serve them. And they say all that. They do say that, yes. I mean, that's like Lord Rothschild, Baron Rothschild. He has both titles, I and mean, he's called Baron Rothschild, but his wife on CNN said he is a lord. And, uh, and um, again, Wolf Blitzer, who, you know, doesn't tremble before a president, started trembling. Oh, your excellency. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, eugenics is alive and well, and it's actually being introduced now. We see it from declarations from the BBC, from CBC Canada, and uh, they plan to bring in this brave new world through genetics and social engineering. Meanwhile, they're poisoning through the water and air and our food. Let's talk more about that when we get back with the always thought-provoking and extremely accurate Alan Watt.
at a major veterinary university in Vienna, one of the top ones in the world, found that feeding mice with genetically engineered maize developed by the U.S.-based Monsanto Corporation with a lower fertility and body weight, according to a study conducted by the University of Veterinary Medicine in Vienna, presented Tuesday. In the study, mice fed with the NK603X Mono 810 sweet corn variety over a period of 20 weeks showed a smaller litter size and lighter offspring than mice fed with non-engineered maize. And then they go into the statistical difference being massive uh, and also how uh, many of them were sterile. I'm going to cover more of this later. Uh, we're being murdered. I mean, it's a economic genocide, economic annihilation, consolidation. Uh, they are poisoning us. They are killing us. This is in all their documents. And, again, the public, we've been right about everything, Alan. Everything we said is coming true. We're only reading their own documents, and still a lot of people just refuse to listen and laugh. Yes. Again, it's a perfect conditioning from birth onwards, mainly through media and so on. Brzezinski did hit the nail on the head when he said that shortly the public will be unable to reason for themselves. All their opinions will be given to them, fed to them by the media through television and electronic media. And he recently said that again. The arrogance, he said, you're dumb, and laughed at the public. They enjoy it. Go ahead. Well, it's true, and it is perfect conditioning. It works very well. And you see, the average person will look to others, especially young people, they look to older people for signs of alarm. And if there's no signs of alarm coming from the adults, the child will think everything is just fine. And, of course, the media uh, will augment that uh, and, and tell them you're living in the greatest time ever. Look at all the toys you have. You have fun. And, and there's nothing to worry about. But you're quite right. I, I've got an, um, a link to a CBC Canada um, documentary on the infertility in males, and it's astonishing. They've known this for 50 years, how we're plummeting, and literally um, two men uh, out of every 10 uh, young men in college now are almost sterile. Uh, I mean, two, two are fertile. The rest are sterile pretty well. They have 85%. Uh, yeah, it's called the vanishing male. The vanishing male. And uh, that's only one study. But isn't it amazing that everything that's happened is, has been uh, directed at the male to make him sterile? Well, they know and, what they're saying. Those aren't males because it's the male hormones mm -hmm. that also trigger the brain and the different psychological developments we're meant to have. Instead, mm -hmm. we have gelded effeminate men. I mean, I'm not yeah. even attacking these men. I feel sorry for you. There's a reason you want to wear lipstick. There's a reason you, you, you desire other men. You have been hit hard by the New World Order. Yes, and when you back to the League of Nations, which was the, the birth of the United Nations, really, uh, the Department of Population Control said at the time they'd have to target the white Western male because he was the most aggressive. He would stand up against their plans. He'd fight their plans, and therefore they'd have to neutralize him. Well, guess what? They've actually done it. They have. He's a pathetic creature. He believes manliness is grunting and acting tough and going to a football game and never defending his republic or never being informed. That's correct. That's correct. And they are effeminate, there's no doubt about it. And Carl Quigley mentioned that this, these uh, physical changes back in the 1960s. And we know that the hospital reports, too, noticed in females, they were, their, their hits were becoming suddenly, very suddenly, with a 10-year span, they were becoming narrower, they were having problems with childbirth because they, they are also targeted, but the male more so, he's definitely, he's definitely pretty well sterile now. He's neutered. Yeah. 
that black op went well. But now they're going to get into more intense soft kills. I mean, they have to slowly ratchet up the cancer and the diabetes, but now it's three, 4,000% up. The mass death now, we're getting very comfortable with our deaths. What we find during World War II, when Canada actually led the world in bacterial warfare and viral warfare, uh, they also had world meetings during World War II to deal with the post-war society. And they, again, they said they'd have to target the males, and they wanted to reduce the population drastically. They said that the war, the world war, would not kill enough young men off. Now, in fact, the, the, the King of England was the one who authorized this study. And the, um, yeah, Royal Commission on Population. Yes, and what they did was uh, they, they said they'd take down the third world countries, mainly Africa, quickly, because they were powerless, no one would stand up for them, they had no voice, and no one really cared. Whereas the Western world, they'd have to bring in degenerative disability yes. or debilitating diseases, and that's what we have since from the 50s, 60s onwards, we suddenly had these chronic illnesses. Yeah, they hard-kill the blacks, and they soft-kill the Western whites, yeah. and then a lot of racist whites go, yeah, they're killing those blacks. Hey, pal, they're killing you, too, okay? Uh, Alan, we're going to come back. It's riveting info. And by the way, everything he's telling you is documented. He has it up on his website. I have it on my website and my films, and films like Endgame, Blueprint for Global, and Slave. I'm going to make a whole film just on how they're killing us. And that goes for you, the cops enforcing this, the bureaucrats, all of us. I'm sorry to have to give you the reality. We are being murdered by these people right now. It's called soft kill. We're on the march. The Empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. see web censorship coming in. It's all happening. A host of subjects I want to cover with Alan White. Take a few calls for him, too, before he leaves us at 1-800-259-9231, specifically for our guests, but he can speak to any issue. Alan, I interrupted you there at the break. Get into the program of hard-killing the blacks versus soft-killing people in the United States uh, and now where this uh, agenda is uh, going. Yeah, what they realized is that if they could make people ineligible for marriage partners or long-term mating by debilitating diseases, then, the, then that would help solve part of the problem. And sure enough, uh, we find out that uh, in the Western world, we have what isn't, used to be called aging diseases are hitting the very young now. You have juvenile arthritis, it's quite common. It's from the inoculations. And um, things like that, Epstein-Barr syndrome, all of these things suddenly broke out around the same period of time. And when people are lethargic and they're, they're no fun at the parties, then they don't go out much and they end up being ineligible for a good mating partner. And there's now even juvenile um, uh, brain-wasting diseases like Alzheimer's. Yes. We, we, we've noticed this. And autism has gone from about 1 in 25,000 to 1 in 150. 
and it's now normal to have up one in 150. This is through inoculations. It's, it's designed targeting of specific um, age groups and genders and so on. And anybody and, that doubts they're criminals, they lie all over the world and say it's the law to take the shots when it's not yeah. the law to take the shots. So, again, that's an illustration just of how bankrupt this government is. It is. We are run, as I say, by stealth, uh, and it's all covert. We're never told the truth. You cannot tell the children the truth. And the, tr the truth is the children would be very upset if mommy and daddy were killing them. And so mommy and daddy must pretend that everything out there is for your own benefit and it's there to help you. That's how you deal with animals when you put them to sleep. You don't scare the animal. You take them in nice and quiet and you inject them quietly and he dies quietly. We are the children and these big bad wolves at the top are deadly serious and they have been doing it. And that's the impasse that most people have. Yeah, that's what Joseph Goebbels' uh, wife, when she brought the, she said, it's medicine. And the older one knew she was being murdered, and she said, no, Mommy. She said, it's your medicine. I, I love you. I'm the government. Uh, please continue. Yes, and, and that is the trick of it. You can't tell the children you're killing them. Uh, you're, you're taught the government is the, the, the big paternal uh, factor in all of this. It's there for your own good. And they've trained the people to obey uh, government without question. You know, every inoculation is, is given by faith from the people who come in to get the inoculation by the doctor or the nurse who gives it. They have no ability to analyze it for themselves. What it says on that file is what they believe. And yet I have never met anyone who's had a tour of a vaccine factory. In fact, one of the biggest vaccine factories in Canada is Baxter Laboratories. Baxter Laboratories used to be part of IG Farben. I mean, know what they were up to. They created the war machine for the Nazi regime. Well, that's so, like Bayer knowingly shipping out to over a million people uh, HIV and hepatitis-filled shots, and the documents came out. They did it on purpose. They did it on purpose. We had a little blurb on a CBC documentary, Canada, which is the BBC of Canada, and they admitted at the World Health Organization they'd sterilized millions of women in Africa and India with a fake tetanus shot that was bioengineered, warfare planned, engineered, to attach yourself to a hormone goes straight to the ovaries and cause massive inflammation and sclerosis. But see, that's too them. scary for the public yep. to admit, so they won't check it out and find out it's true. They'll just keep keep taking their injections. Yes, they will. Uh, we are at a stage now where those who are gone are literally, truly gone, and we have to accept there's going to be this massive losses in this war. It's a war that's quiet, it's silent. Uh, but there's, there's massive losses, and we cannot allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by uh, how massive it all is. That's what it's Colonel Alexander calls it, silent weapons for quiet wars. That's right. That's right. So quietly how they put the pillow over the child's face and smother them lovingly. Oh, yes, that's right. And, and it's difficult to see the average person... It will go into, they'll shut down, they, their minds will close into, uh, and they'll withdraw into a catatonic state if they suddenly allow themselves to accept the facts and the evidence. And that is why they generally choose not to know. It's too terrifying for them. Once you know, you have to take action. You see, that's what's mandatory. And they know that. Uh, what are you going to do when you realize there are people in this world, lots of them, and lots of employees working for the elites? working on methods to kill you off by all kinds of nasty diseases. Um, you'll, you, you can't negotiate with mass murderers. You cannot grab a serial killer in the middle of a spree and say, please stop doing this. You see, we'd have to deal with this, and that's something no one wants to question and bring up. Well, 
I speak to crowds of people that don't know who I am or who are hostile, I, I just say to them, you know about black men in Tuskegee and letting them die of syphilis over 45 years and spreading it to tens of thousands? Yeah. And they say, yeah, we know about that. Uh, do you know about the atomic soldiers, how they had to march into the uh, bomb blast you know, crater minutes after? And knowing it was going to kill them, they wanted to, yeah, we know about that. Uh, okay, do you now know that they knew Agent Orange was going to sterilize and kill people? Yeah, we know about that. Okay, well, you do know about how they irradiated some foster children. No, we didn't know that. Well, did you know? And then you can go down into the horrors, and that was all the black op government creating and testing the cadres of Army officers, Army and Navy and Marine Corps and private corporate doctors that believed this and would go along with it. And I've studied Henry Paulson, Treasury Secretary, the new Fed chairman, all of them are part of Nature Conservancy. They all give anti-human speeches. They all talk about population reduction. Bill Gates, his father, the head of Planned Parenthood, giving money to eugenics. I mean, when you look at these people, uh, I mean, that's their ideology. They believe they're saving the Earth by doing this. And But meanwhile, they're really cross-species genetic engineering and doing things that are destroying the environment. Can you explain from your deep study, Alan Watt, which I really respect. I mean, I really believe you can teach me something here. Hold on one second. I'm going to ask the question. Alan Watt, can you explain to me how they say they're killing the majority of us and soft-killing us and how beautiful and wonderful their work is and how disgusting and evil we are and how we deserve to die? How they claim they're doing this all for the environment, meanwhile, they say they're playing God and that no mutation is a bad mutation, that it's all natural because they're doing this through evolution. They're an expression of evolution, and they constantly talk about destroying the planet, killing everyone. I mean, when you finally get to the higher levels, they admit that they are playing God and that they want to destroy creation. So you've got their servants that believe they're killing everybody with soft kill to save the earth. But then at the top, they actually, uh, what makes them tick? Go ahead. It is a religion with them. There's no doubt. They do believe that a long time ago there was an evolution in the species and that they have proven that they are part of the, more, the most advanced creatures who have ever been born and lived uh, by the very fact of their own personal family histories, the fact that they have amassed incredible wealth done through centuries and held onto it. That's the key, is the ability for your offspring to take over that wealth and hold onto it. So they've proven, and plus they have selective breeding where they have their mates matched up for them from other powerful families. This is how they rationalize it amongst themselves, that they are the proof, the living proof, that they are part of the last great leap forward, and they have the right to rule the lesser types. When you look into the religion of very high Freemasonry, not the lower level stuff, but the high Freemasonry, which again is full of eugenic uh, theory, you, you find that the elite um, talk about this. They, they believe that when you come through a new age, and these ages are 25,500 years or so long, a great age, a platonic year, they call it, because Plato talked about it too. He belonged to the ancient secret societies. And they believe, just like the Hindus do, and it really is from the Hindu religion, that all the lesser types must be killed off. Now, that's also part of the Darwinian theory, which is nothing but Hinduism dressed up. If you allow the lesser types to come through into the new age, they will bring down those advanced types, so they must be killed off to the last man. That's a true belief with them, a very firm belief. Now, meanwhile, they have set up 
cryogenic systems across the planet. The World Wildlife Fund has three arcs across the world where they have all kinds of cells of all living materials and animals and insects in cryogenic. That's it. They're going to destroy the planet to bring in the tyranny, and then they will rebuild it, and through that crisis, use that as the cover to exterminate us. And you're absolutely right, Alan, and, and, and I want you to continue here in a moment. The first barons of banking, the big newspaper out of the United Arab Emirates, it talks about the World Bank's meeting there last week to set up the new international order. And he talks about global governance, a new world order is taking over now. But then the rest of his interview is about how families maintain wealth and how that is their supreme uh, victory is that they carried on the wealth genetically and that they didn't let their children become decadent. And so he's saying he's most proud of the dynasty holding the wealth and expanding the power, not losing it. So, so pe people always ask how you have old elites, or they say, I can't even balance my checkbook. How do they organize this? Well, that's why they're in control. And they believe because they, like they say in uh, the uh, film that was put out, uh, Apocalypse Now, where he talks about the beauty of being willing to chop little children's arms off. Yeah. You know, the strength, the diamond bullet. Uh, now, now, please continue. You were getting to the point of the cryogenic arcs with the seed and animal banks, the deep underground bases, which they admit, uh, and their moonraker scenario. Yes, on public broadcasting, they did a documentary a couple of years ago on the World Wildlife Fund, and one of their arcs is in Louisiana. It's headed by a professor, a woman professor from the local university there in New Orleans. And she uh, is a massive facility, incredible, multi-million dollar facility. She said there are three of them worldwide. And they have already uh, put together uh, in vitro fertilization uh, uh, some of the, these uh, sperms and ovums from the cryogenics. And they can put them into any animal and bring the, the creature up to term, regardless of what kind of creature it is. In other words, they could bring, uh, they could grow a dog in the womb of a cat, or even a, a lion that could start it off in a, in a domesticated cat, and then transplant it from there to a bigger animal. That's how far ahead they've done, and they've been very, very successful. So they could literally, in the case of disaster, which they can create themselves, do the Genesis Project. The Genesis Project was first mentioned, of course, and predictive programming in the Star Trek movies. So they can reseed the planet and recreate it. Now this is what they called by Albert Pike's doctrine, the Luciferian doctrine. The whole idea, remember, of a Luciferian doctrine was that Lucifer wanted to remake everything in the way that he thought it should be made on Earth. And in Freemasonry, they actually say that they're here to perfect that which was left imperfect by the Creator itself. So by destroying all that was, they will bring in the new, and they will perfect it in their own image. This is, this is the true Luciferian doctrine that they talk about in their own writings. And they make fun of us in movies with Terry Gilliam, like Time Bandits, where the devil, he wants, that's what he really wants. He wants to remake it the way he wants it. Yes, exactly. And they are doing it. They are doing it. It's not going to happen. They are doing it. And, of course, uh, all over Europe, they've been up at the North Pole and in Iceland. They've built giant vaults, uh, big government vaults, and uh, they're openly getting us ready with films uh, that they put out there about the public being mass sterilized, you know, yeah. no one being able to have children. Again, they're incrementally getting us ready for this. They're incrementally preparing us with all this predictive programming and all these movies like Children of Men that are yeah. coming out to do this. There is no doubt about that. These science fiction movies and the novels, too, 
are authorized to be out there from the World Future Society. And when you see who guides and funds the World Future Society, it's the same big players, again, the big names, the big multi-millionaire uh, philanthropic organizations like the Rockefellers. So wherever you find those names, you know this is the agenda. And they fund the authors, just like H.G. Wells was funded to put out propaganda and they tell them what to include in their stories. Well, here's a very simple one. It's admitted that G.I. Joe cartoon in the 80s uh, had some Defense Department funding, and the whole thing is about join the military, uh, and uh, they you know, phrase it as all individualistic and an army of one, and then now that's their official slogan today, and they're fighting this evil group, but really the bad guys are always cooler, so what they were really predicting programming for was to be bad guys. That is correct. Young men, again, especially, in a, and this is well understood, too, and the FBI have done studies on this. Young men who have no male role figure, and most of them today have no male role figure, single mothers who are even ordering the sperm from different countries. They don't want men. Men are just sperm banks, according to some of them. And the men grow up. They have no role model, but they still crave the masculine role model. They either go for the gang leader and become part of the family, and the gang leader, and one thing about gangs, they will stand up for their members, you see, and that's what young men like. Uh, right or wrong, they'll stand up for you. And the next step, of course, is the military, which is the biggest gang of all. It uses all the gang techniques. And you're brought in there, you belong for the first time in your life, you can wear the black gear, you have a sense of power, where before you were nobody, and you're given the armaments, and you can go and kick butt, as they like to say. So this is an engineered system. And unfortunately, they've risen uh, a generation of young men who have had no fathers, most of them. Uh, they crave power. Now they're accepted for the first time in their lives, and they will do whatever they are told to do to be part of the team. Absolutely. And then all these shows making the SWAT teams glorified, and it's so fun as they blow everybody up. And then for someone who's actually conscious, you watch that, and it's so empty and so fake and so pathetic. But for most adults, they really buy into it. They really believe the delusion. And, and, and that's why the social engineers say they're not even really alive, and they laugh at the zombies. They do. The, the zombies are replaceable, as we know, and that's why I tell people, don't start fighting. The greatest thing they've done down through history is to get the poor fighting each other. And it's like Tammany said in New York in the 1800s, the mayor of New York, he said, he said, you can always hire half of the poor to fill and, uh, kill and, and fight the other half. Uh, we, we mustn't attack the ones at the bottom. They're goons, and they're easily replaceable from the hordes behind them that are up and coming. So uh, we, we have to go for the ones at the top. And as I say, these are mass serial murderers. We have to, and this is the big part, no one wants to go near. We have to make them accountable, and they must pay for their crimes. But they love setting the precedent to not pay as they openly admit that no transparency, no Congress, Fed chairman, former Fed chairman come out and say, we are above the law, we are keeping the money, and the heads of the banks say, we're keeping it for bonuses, and they yeah. laugh at the public, but then that's not enough to just throw it in our face. They then must lie and let us know they're lying and have Paulson come out and say there's total transparency and taxpayers are in full control. So stay there. I want to get your take on why they do that psychologically. They will throw it in your face, but then to make it even worse, they then say, but I didn't just say that. <laughs> I'm your masters of war 
Hear that build the big guns. There's a war on for your mind. Hear that build the There's a war on for your wallets. And you're physically being bombarded by the military industrial system. Then when you get sick, they suck all the money out of you. The compartmentalized doctors and nurses don't even know what's going on, don't even read their own peer-reviewed journals that admit all of this is happening. I just don't want you to know I can see through your They're passing all sorts of laws to arrest you if you're hurt using a cuss word. Never done nothing. You know, to get more and more people in the system, that's an article up on Infowars.com. Profanity police. They see you not wearing a seatbelt, you go to jail. And it's all about getting you in the system for smaller and smaller reasons. Your child says a cuss word on the playground, they're arrested. Don't finish your homework, the parents are arrested. Um, it's all part of lawlessness by the system, getting everybody else in there. Uh, Alan Watt, talking about them flaunting it, why, do, why are the private bankers, Paulson comes out yesterday and says, yeah, we're giving money to secret groups, we're not going to tell you. And then they say, yeah, $2 trillion's been spent, we're not going to tell you where it went. And... Uh, by the way, that's total transparency. I guess they're just teaching us doublethink. It is a form of doublethink, but it's also a magical spell, in a sense, a psychological spell, because even the average person will sense that there's nothing but massive corruption at the top. That, that further uh, disarms you, in a sense. It makes you feel even more powerless to realize that there's such corruption above you, blatant, uh, flagrant, arrogant corruption, uh, this is the same sort of system they used to see during monarchies, when monarchies ruled with impunity, and the king's men could just grab you and hang you on the spot for any reason they wished. So it, it, it truly psychologically disarms you. It makes you feel as if you're an amoeba floating in the sea with no power whatsoever with these um, above-the-law type uh, gangs that run the system and it, it does work very well people are apathetic when they hear this this kind of stuff and they become more apathetic they feel dejected and useless and helpless so it is a psychological spell well that's like the state attorney i had on where they in, in maryland said it's the law you've got to take shots had thousands of them outside with riot police and dogs barking at crying children and uh, he, they didn't tell him it wasn't the law. They lied, and he laughed on air and said, I know, Alex, I don't give my kids the shots, and started laughing. Uh, that is correct. They do not give their, their children the same shots. And there are shots, of course, that the royalty and so on do get, but no, it's not available to the public. What we are fed are simply debilitating diseases. So what's going to happen in the near term and in the mid and long term? I mean, it re things are really getting... Uh, um, turned up right now. Things are accelerating. Well, they always wanted this system to be global, uh, standardized. That's the first key to everything. Karl Marx came out with the centralization of government. Uh, we find that under the United Nations, we're now under regions. And when you go into the documentation, the reason for the regions, again, is more centralized government over various countries. Uh, now we're going into global society, and they have to finish off those cultures which have not succumbed and gone under and, and accepted the Western culture. So they're, they're, they'll be blown into existence if they cannot uh, produce a generation with, with uh, indoctrination from UNICEF to be the next leaders of those countries, and then they'll be thoroughly Westernized when they do. But at the end of the 100 years, as I say, they want their brave new world here one way or another, and they'll have plan A, B, C, and D uh, for every part of it waiting in the wings. Uh, these guys will not give up. They are, the, the evidence is in the longevity 
around the globe giving meeting uh, speeches to world bodies on a daily basis in their 80s and 90s. These guys have a religion. They are religious fanatics of the ultimate kind. They truly believe in their in their quest and they, they will uh, keep going. Uh, we can't discuss things with them. We cannot compromise with these people. No, they no, they're going to give us no quarter. Stay there, Alan. Let's continue talking about how they're murdering us. Waging war on corruption. Alex Jones on the GCM Radio Network. Big Brother. Mainstream media. Government cover-ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones. Great darkness is upon the world. A criminal elite adopting eugenics as their scientific excuse to dumb us down, poison us, and kill us in masses and controlled. Our guest is going to be with us until about 15 after. So we're going to come back and take three or four calls in the next segment and let him go. Then Gary Franci joins us with the In the Fed protest nationwide. Then uh, Ralph Nader. And then, of course, on the Second Amendment front uh, on this uh, live Wednesday edition, the 12th day of November 2008. We're also going to have Larry Pratt on. Uh, Alan Watt from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Uh, Alan, uh, certainly they've conditioned the public to love their slavery or to feel like they're powerful or to buy the propaganda as if it was their own. But but what are some of the solutions you see? I mean, there certainly is a great awakening happening. Uh, what are some of the solutions you see to turn this around? When it comes to solutions, you must first start with the individual. This is a war also against the individual. The United Nations has said so. They don't like individuality. They want conformity. They want the mass man. But the problem uh, has been organization. Uh, the public themselves are unorganized. The only organized side is the opponent, the opponent side, and they have covered every base. Now, even when you try to start up a grassroots movement, you get infiltrated so quickly by people who start to say the right things and spin you off, or, the, or before you know it, you're even on the global agenda towards a, a, a better type of global society. So, so we have to be very, very careful. We need organization, and what, what really has happened, too, you see, the culture at one time was fairly standard throughout the Western Hemisphere. It was a Christianized culture. And even if people didn't believe in the doctrine, they still had the culture from Christianity, and so they could cooperate and help each other and so on. They were bonded to an extent with each other through the culture itself. That is why that had to be destroyed. And now you're left floundering in this space where there's nothing really to hang on to except what you're given as the new normals. That's the big problem. People have to start to find the strength within themselves first, first and foremost, before they can go out to help other people. And they must overcome their fear. Fear is the greatest uh, killer and stagnator of, of all. You have to overcome the fear because we're getting killed anyway. When you realize that and you are going to die one day, you have nothing to lose. And you must um, retain or even gain empathy for other people around you, even those who don't understand. Uh, it makes you tremendously sad to see them in their ignorance. They don't know what's happening. 
they are parroting, just like automatons, things from the media. They don't know they're being killed. Yeah, you don't have your humanity till you do stand up and fight back. And absolutely, we have no chance out of this if we don't speak out and get involved and resist. Now, the enemy tried to condition us to go for the banker takeover, but 95 to 98% of the polls, 1,000 to 1 phone calls to Congress were against it. So the good news is, on more and more fronts, people are not buying it. That's why I was so hurt by the Obama thing, them calling him the one, the savior, the god, uh, Mm -hmm. because his whole agenda is identical to Bush's, who was another puppet, and it's just sad to see my fellow humans being conned. Yes, once again, we've got to stop looking for two-legged gods and realize that every single one of us is our own champion. We are our champions ourselves. And everyone can make a difference when they start to speak up and complain and say, no, no more of this. We've had enough. We've had too much. Thank you very much. And, and we've got to start literally setting up organizations to, to try these people in the future when we do uh, turn all of this around. We've got to start organizations up and tell them we're coming after you. Absolutely. Let's come back and take a few final phone calls for Alan Watt. Then we'll look forward to the exciting resistance to the Fed, people actually protesting the real government, the real elite nationwide with the In the Fed demonstrations, November 22nd. Stay with us. He's the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Seven minutes. Right now, we're talking to Alan Watt. Alan, I'm going to take a few calls here quickly for you from Mike, Kelton, Lisa, and Jim. But uh, tell folks about your websites. Yeah, it's cuttingthroughthematrix.com and also alanwattsentinel.eu for Europe. And they can download lots of pre talks I've given in the past uh, covering a lot of this information and the big agencies and foundations and big players behind it. And, and I give them links to their, their scripts, actually, and their books and so on, which tell you the whole agenda. It is out in the open. H.G. Wells called it the open conspiracy. And as I, I say, what I'd, I'd like to happen one day in the future, after maybe even millions of us have died off, been killed off, if they cannot crush the memory and the history of their acts that we have, we, we keep the records, we are the keepers of the records of history, then, then one day hopefully we can have a new Nuremberg trial and bring them all and all their paid lackeys, all their scientists that have happily worked on these agencies to kill us all, bring them all to justice. Because, and this would have to be televised worldwide because we could never forget what's been done to the public. It's a horror show. They must stand trial for this one day. Absolutely. Let's talk to Mike in Illinois. You're on the air, Mike. Oh, and how you guys doing? Good. Um, I got a question question for Alan. Uh, actually, two of them. One of which is uh, how how is Obama going to be falling into this um, eugenics program? It seems like that everyone they put into office, they have some kind of uh, personal agenda that they're trying to meet for their ultimate goal or ultimate plan. Well, I, I've got a comment after uh, Alan, but go ahead, Alan. Well, I don't think they have a personal agenda. I think that they do what they're told. I think Obama actually has been bred for his task. And you actually will find this has happened in the past. 
if you go into his mother's history, she was a born and bred revolutionary for the world system. Um, I, I thought it funny in his speech he talked about uh, uh, American, uh, Afro-American slaves and, and, and so on. Now, the guy was not an Afro-American slave. His father was a Kenyan, so, and he calls him a prince. So um, he's using all tactics, simply as politicians do, to get into power. But he is simply a front man. He's also he's... related very closely to Bush, Cheney, all of them. Yes. And, and, they're, and they're all much more related than the general public. I mean, again, this, that's probably not even his father, folks. Obama has been groomed. Ron Paul said that here. But listen, they'll use his individual looks and what he says and does for their angle, their spin, to give the illusion of choice and a variance between the puppet to puppet. But Obama, because he's black... Is going to be perfect to lead. He says he wants to get GMO into Africa. He says he wants to give women their choice. That means Planned Parenthood, sterilizing them, injections, yeah. uh, abortion. So, yes, he'll make sure that, that the black babies aren't born, and he'll be held for that, and Jesse Jackson will cry all day. That is correct. You, you've said it all. This is how they play the game. And rather than giving a, a revolution every four or five years, they give us this choice of voting in a new party who simply continues the agenda. This is how the trick has been played for years. Folks, they know that humans build things. We create things. We're amazing. They're, the globalist system is about diverting you into halls of mirrors, little false realities, so you never truly live and see reality for what it is so you can affect reality. You were meant, you know, we're a species that's like a coral reef. We grow on top of each other. And they've learned to engineer that and make sure we never leave anything behind. Only their hand leaves something behind. I know how short my life is. I know it's about... The mark I leave, what I do for the species, I live on through the species. I have a communal love of the species, whereas this elite believe they are a super species and they have a religious hate of you and your family. They want to murder you and your family. They love children dying of cancer. They love poison. They love dumbing down. They love destruction. It's dominance for them. It's like sitting on you. Alan? Yes, they are psychopathic. They're so inbred. And you'll find Obama, I'm sure, if you truly get a hold of his real history, he's just another one who's been created for the purpose, a literally purpose-designed human. Uh, we find the same thing happened with Armand Hammer. Armand Hammer's father was the, uh, way up there in communism in the United States. Uh, he was done a few times in charge for backstreet abortions. He was immediately into the abortion uh, debates way back then. And then uh, Armand himself was sent off to study with a, a rabbi at the age of five. He left home at the age of five to be indoctrinated in his role for life, to acquire millions of dollars, and eventually to get uh, an office right next door to Lenin. So uh, these guys are trained uh, and, and bred for their purposes uh, and their duty to their system, to their cause, to their own elite. Yeah, got to jump, Mike. Kelton in Texas, go ahead. Are you guys there? Yeah, we're on the air worldwide right now. Okay, thank you. I just had a, uh, a quick comment. Um, you guys are absolutely right on as far as uh, <clears throat> how the police are implementing uh, tyranny in the communities. Uh, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was pulled over. Um, well, I actually wasn't pulled over. I was at the, uh, the bus stop from uh, Austin to Cleveland, and um, all of a sudden police officers just pulled me over had me spread my uh, my arms on the car, and I was telling them, I told them that, hey, you know, 
my license are in my pocket, uh, my bus ticket is in my pocket. They were saying, well, where's your luggage? But my luggage got lost. And they put me in the backseat of the car, ran my information, and, and let me go. Oh, but this is one important thing. Before uh, the guy uh, let me get up off the uh, the car, he said, uh, uh, don't don't make an MF in move or, or you'll become a statistic. And, and I found that that is still... Uh, yeah, it's about humiliating today. you, letting you know you're lower than dirt. They're told to do that, to train us to accept enslavement. But don't worry, that cop's going to have his pension fund taken by his global masters. He's going to be hurt by the very same system he loves. So go ahead and shoot your kid up, cops, with vaccines. Laugh at us. Go and ahead and, and serve the system. Go ahead and think you're, think you're Alan. I know, it's disgusting. You see, the problem, again, is we have... A generation who've been brought up, um, and their heroes have been the goons that they're now dressed up as. They've become what they wanted to be, the ones with the power. Uh, look at what they've been. Wa- look at the movies they watch. Look at the language in the movies. Uh, eat this sucker, etc., etc. I mean, this is a mentality that was purposely put out there for this generation, the, the generation they're now using as the bullies. So uh, it, it, we also have psychopaths in all strata of society, unfortunately. And they do hire the low-level psychopaths who would otherwise be smashing windows on streets and stealing stuff from the stores. And they put uniforms on them. So uh, they, they always use the degenerate class to control the rest of the people. It's not them anymore. It's Officer Demomsky. Yep. Uh, they got me a badge, and you're going to learn to respect me. All yep. right. Appreciate your call, Kelton. Lisa and Jim, we've just got to leave now because we've got... Our next guest on, but um, next Wednesday, Alan Watt, because he's just such a great mind, and we appreciate him, has agreed to come on for two hours next Wednesday. So I'll talk to you in uh, seven days, Alan. I will do. You bet. Take care. Appreciate you spending time with us.